1: It's hard to know where teams might be able to play, whether it's in their home ballparks or a neutral site or in a bubble. There needs to be absolute collaboration and cooperation between these two sides to pull this off. And they are so far from that right now. Tony, right now, the concept of baseball in 2020 seems
2: so fragile.
1: All right, well, fragile is one way to describe what's happening with Major League Baseball, and we'll dive into that. It's also Random Season Recall Monday, where Judd and I attempt to show off our knowledge about obscure Minnesota sports seasons and old tweets exposed on Mackie and Judd today. But I want to shine a light real quick before we start the show on Big Brothers and Big Sisters, which uh, I can tell you has been such a great program for so many kids and, and so many young people that are in need of mentoring more hundred more than 400,000 youth their families their mentors and other mission critical volunteers are part of our evidence-based mentoring program annually at big brothers and big sisters and um, and it's an accountability structure it's it's measuring the impact uh, that big brothers and big sisters are having on on the kids that they mentor and I can tell you also federated insurance has helped facilitate the donation of tens of millions of dollars to this great program. Uh, it means a lot to the, to the city of Minneapolis, to the state of Minnesota, and Big Brothers and Big Sisters is, uh, is looking for your donations. So Big Brothers and Big Sisters helping Minnesota, helping Minneapolis, and uh, Federated Insurance helping power Mackie and Judd. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com. All right, welcome into the show. It's Mackie and Judd here. And uh, you just heard that clip off the top of the show from Buster Olney, who talks about what's happening right now in Major League Baseball being fragile, that the season and the prospects of a season Judd's will get are fragile. Well, we're going to go through... The latest with Major League Baseball, the latest with all the other sports as it pertains to COVID and and where things stand. And we're going to unveil a new segment here. But when you hear the word fragile applied to the potential or lack thereof of a Major League season, what, is, what does that do for you?
0: Uh, the first word that comes to mind is bull bleep. Fragile. This has been made. Look, if this was all COVID-19, I completely get that. But these people have taken the, the, um, the baseball season to the edge of the cliff and by these people, I mean the owners, the players, the people in baseball, and basically pushed it off and now said, oh, but it's fragile because of COVID-19. You know what? If you've tried your hardest to start a season and this tricky virus gets in the way, completely get it, I feel bad for you. Everyone has issues with the virus. But when you have taken... Um, the virus or the sport, your sport, to the edge of the cliff and pushed it and been like, oh, but COVID nineteen fragile. Give me a break. And I, I get, I get what he's saying, but you know what? These people are doing everything they can to possibly kill their sport, and then on Friday to hear the reports co- come out about, well, it might not be possible anyway. We, use the excuse, you morons. Just say, okay, we're killing it because we killed it before. It's just Actually, it's so you know, frustrating to watch these morons.
1: You know what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. Okay. COVID is going to derail the Major League Baseball season because now you've got all 30 facilities are closing again, and, and you've got a bunch of positive tests among them. There's like 40 Major League players and staffers yeah. that have tested positive. The Phillies positive closed in their students.
0: camp. Toronto, which is n- nearby to where the Phillies are, they closed their camp.
1: Right. But here's what's going to happen. COVID's going to derail the season, yep. and all of this back-and-forth pissing match from the last two months yep. is going to be rendered mostly meaningless and baseball is going to have been exposed regardless. Like if baseball, if baseball could have been told back in March, hey, uh, just save all this public embarrassment and back and forth. None of it's going to be possible anyways because right. COVID's going to come come raging back in half your major league cities. So I mean, but it's, they can't uh, help themselves, Phil.
0: But they can't help themselves. They insisted on doing this. This cut. Look, there are other parts of the world where sports have restarted because you know what people are. Fairly smart <laughs> yeah you know what we are and I'm talking all of us in this country morons we're idiots we are sabotaging any good that we can have through our politics, through our mocking masks uh, through through our, our lack of awareness of what matters like if you if you were, were to come up with the COVID19 how not to do it manual, congratulations, United States of America you are writing it.
1: Yeah, you really are. Uh, And you you mentioned uh, like just sort of the people people who are politicizing masks and whatnot right now. So I spent time. So I went grocery shopping at Whole Foods downtown Minneapolis this this weekend. Oh, back to the neck of the Woods. Yep. Just (laughs) I mean, it's actually it it, it's actually a closer. It's like the second closest grocery store to where we live. Okay. So there's a couple things we wanted to get at Whole Foods, and so we haven't been downtown Minneapolis in two months. At least I haven't. Uh And so we went, you know, put the masks on. It's all very organized. The difference between how many people wear masks in downtown areas, whether there are high density, whether it's high density in the grocery store or not. And by the way, there's only like 15 people in the grocery store.
2: I was in there on Sunday in the liquor store. You missed
1: me. uh, I did miss you. I didn't go to the liquor (laughs) store, but probably should have.
0: Shocking news, Uh, Declan was in the liquor store.
1: I was also out in Rogers, Minnesota and and the St. Michael area. Oh, let me guess the old stomping grounds.
0: I can guess. And
1: and and went to do a little 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 patio lunch session. Nobody wearing a mask. Yeah. Like if you live in a, in a rural part of Minnesota right now or a rural part of the country, I just don't think I don't think it is I don't think COVID has impacted you enough because these are low density areas. And I'm not I mean it's it's not as much of a danger in those areas because you don't have high rise buildings and apartments and things like that. But the the way People in rural parts think about masks versus the way people in in downtown parts think about masks. And I think you're just seeing this. That's where the tension lies all over the country right now. And it it applies to sports, too.
0: It does definitely. But that but that's where the tension makes no sense. Like there shouldn't be tension. There should be one question. And it goes well beyond sports. Right. How do we get back to where we were, if even close? Right. That's the question like there's nothing political there's nothing of you know what you are you got a mask on you're a wimp you are a wimp there's not that no no this should all be how do we recover as quick as possible as a country the the divide here on masks and the politics in my lifetime this and there have been a lot of dumb things this literally makes the least common sense like there is no common sense being applied to the reality is At the end of the day here, we all pretty much, I think, I think, want the same thing, our lives back, right? If we wear masks, it helps us get our lives back quicker, and then we can go back to being irresponsible again. Think about that. that. If if I was to assure you, look, you wear a mask for two months, and I can tell you that third month, you can go to the bar and get as wasted as you want and puke and pass out on the floor, Jethro. Jethro would be like, how do I do it? So that's what I'm telling you. And
1: that's that's not what Jethro's saying, though. Unfortunately, no,
0: it's not. Actually, actually, You're Jethro right. hung a,
1: Jethro hung a noose in Bubba Wallace's NASCAR <laughs> garage. Is what happened over the weekend, which yep. is another story. But yep. um, but <laughs> you know, Italy, it, Italy was was you know, until the United States took the mantle for most COVID cases. Italy was the poster child for just a, a an influx and then a, a brush fire of COVID cases. And guess what? Their professional soccer league resumes today yes serie a in italy resumes today because what did um, they do
0: they eventually got their act together as as a whole and said oh wow if we didn't believe that this was real we were wrong right yes
1: we are the most impatient and bullheaded no. country in america and in some cases i think that has made this country great over the past 300 years and right now i think it's making this country look pretty bad and I think it's I think it's going to wind up doing more damage than we even think especially if sports don't come back so here's the new segment for you guys okay, okay. and I don't know if this is just going to be for today because we have all this new uh, COVID news coming out as it pertains to sports or if it's going to be a recurring segment but the segment is called would you bet your life okay and by would you bet your life I mean would you give up everything you have would you give up everyone in your life would you give up all the important things in your life you have to pick one answer or the other answer, all right? And so here's the latest before we get into the questions. 40 Major League Baseball players and staff have tested positive for COVID in the last week. Major League Baseball has shut down team facilities again. The NFL has seen at least 10 teams have players test positive for COVID, yep. and they're advising against players meeting up for private workouts. Florida, in particular, is seeing major COVID spikes right now, yep. which doesn't bode well for the NBA coming back comfortably and safely or to uh, the Orlando bubble or MLS, which is supposed to start, you're right, in about two weeks from now. Okay, So would you bet your life that baseball starts its season?
0: Oh, hell no. No, are you kidding? I wouldn't bet Stella's life. Stella the dog is too smart for that. No, I how, would how not. Old is
1: Stella? How old is Stella?
0: She, she's uh, nine. She's old. Oh, wow. She's old. But I would not bet the remaining years of that puppy's life that this. Man, there are so many reasons why I believe the baseball probably won't start. But as far as just flat out, if if. We go with COVID and we go with where things are going. And we go with me being pretty confident that I could say that, you know what, Phil? I'm going to bring you this bit bit of breaking news. I don't think the professional athletes working out in groups is necessarily the originating point of the spread of the COVID. You know where I think it is? Guys going to clubs because how many clubs have opened up? And these are young men who are invincible. And you know what? For the most part, COVID-19 won't kill them. Uh, So would I bet my life on baseball? Absolutely. I wouldn't bet my car. I wouldn't bet the ground floor of my house. I wouldn't bet the, I wouldn't bet your, uh, the furniture on your patio, Phil Mackey. No.
1: Dex, would you bet your life on baseball starting its season?
2: Uh, yeah, I can't do it. I love baseball, and I have, I have people that are expendable in my life that I wouldn't mind sacrificing. I'll be completely honest. but um, whoa, whoa, but uh, <laughs> but I can't. I, I literally I can't. I, it, it, everything's stacked against it, like you guys said. there's morons. and for them, it's really, I mean, yes, COVID is the biggest reason why there is no season, but that's like their, their second or third biggest hurdle right now. Like they're not even wor- they're not even worried about the pandemic. They're just arguing over a chunk of pie. like that is their biggest problem they're dealing with. I know that they eventually have to find safe facilities and, and do the right protocols. Everyone knows that. But no, uh, I, I would not bet my life that baseball comes back. Hell no. Can't do uh,
1: I w- I would, I would not either. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even bet my life that they start next season at this <laughs> point with all the stuff they have to figure out. Okay, would you bet your life that the NFL starts its season?
0: Okay, this is going to surprise you, but I will. And here's why. They <laughs> don't the NFL, care. Yeah. They the don't care. care. The NFL... <laughs> I, I think college sports and college football, in particular, are in trouble, okay? Because that's a tougher tougher act or a tougher dance to get through. But if you're just asking me, National Football League, Thursday Night Football, the 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 NBC theme song plays, I am betting my life. Because ultimately, here here's the thing, and this is going to sound harsh and it's going to sound terrible, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If somebody gets COVID-19 in the National Football League and tragically passes, They'll put a patch on. They'll put a patch on their jersey sleeve and say, you know what? We loved Player X or, unfortunately, more likely Coach X. Uh, great coach. Fantastic. Great work. Kickoffs at noon. Seriously, this is part of what makes the National Football League so successful. Exactly. <laughs> it right in, Chris Collinsworth, because we're bum, done bum, talking bum, about dead guy from COVID. The National Football League is one Bruce sport. Bruce Arians
1: is dead <laughs> no. but, no, but da, 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 da. I've
0: convinced myself they're going to play, and I've convinced myself, tragically, someone will die. And I've convinced myself that we will get some great sound bites, and then they will go on and play. Uh, yeah, I will bet my life football plays. National Football League plays.
1: Dex, are you betting? I No, you just said that you have a lot of
2: expendable people. Yeah, yeah
1: so death death for sure. Up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, so
2: I, I I used to think that no matter what, like what like you guys were saying, the NFL doesn't give a bleep. They're just going to do what the hell they want to do. They, what have they ever cared about their players, let alone a covid situation? So they're going to play. But we're getting closer and we're having players testing positive. And I know they just opened up the offices today. The NFL just opened up league offices today. But I have a feeling we're, we're now dancing to the tune of there's going to be a delay to the NFL season. So I don't. As much as I want to say that I would bet my life it's going to come back, I'm starting to put it in the same bin as I am with the other sports. And I don't and I don't think it is. So, therefore, I, I can't bet my life because I'm thinking it's not going to come back. That's where I'm at. All
1: right. Here's why I'm betting my life that the NFL starts its season. Okay? <laughs> Roger, Roger Goodell already had his, his, his one time a year going against the grain of NFL ownership when he came out and said, black lives matter. It shouldn't be that controversial to say that, hey, these very important people that make up 75% of our league, right. they matter, and so do their families and stuff. But like, that was viewed as controversial in NFL ownership circles, mm-hmm. all right? the owners are going to get their way this next time around. And that means their start of the season. And if that means they have to have like taxi squads of backup players that stay isolated away from the other players or something, because the one thing with all these sports is even if athletes who are 20 and 30 years old, aren't really in danger of dying or or catching the worst right. uh, that COVID has to offer. If, if 10 or 15 guys on a roster in baseball or football test positive, you still have to quarantine them off. Like you can't mm-hmm. just run them out there. Like they still might get symptoms and stuff, and so you have to quarantine them off. And so logistically, that's the only thing. Is if if like if the you know if the Dallas Cowboys get twenty COVID cases in a week after the second game of the season you or something, play? yeah. You, you know, are, do they have to forfeit games? Like, do they shut the season down? And these are all things. What are they going to
0: the do o- about quarterbacks?
1: Shotgun formation.
0: Yeah, shotgun. A, a lot of shotguns, yeah, sure, but shot like, are, are they going to have them somehow? Are they going to try and sequester them more so or keep them away from teammates? Like, that's my question. Because it's the one position you really can't lose.
1: I mean, do they do they go to the Barry Bonds route where you just, you have this cornered off area of the locker room or clubhouse and nobody can make eye contact with you, I guess.
0: Brett Favre, you know. own personal uh, in Green Bay dressing room, equipment yeah, room that Brett you know, Favre used.
1: And listen, Pat Mahomes has a lot of great weapons and stuff, but if if Pat Mahomes' wide receivers caught COVID and you just brought a bunch of practice squad guys in, the Chiefs would still be able to score 30 points in a game. Mm -hmm. So I'm keeping Pat Mahomes away from yeah, I'm keeping him. So football starts though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, one more for you guys. Would you bet your life Mm -hmm. that let's just let's just look at the four major sports or the four major team sports in this country. Would you bet your life that once they start, they finish their season. For whichever one's come back, that they will finish oh, their season. Oh,
0: you know what? I'm not going to bet my life because um, th- this was supposed to be, right now, it was supposed to be the real downturn in cases, right? Like it's going to get hot out, in the case, and it's going to, the president told me, it's going to go away, and then it might come back, but it's going to go away. And and mm-hmm. w- we've been so uh, cavalier and stupid as a country that it actually is not going away and now they're telling us in the fall that it very well could get worse again. You know what? No, I am not going to bet my life. Because the one thing, Phil, that you brought up that's absolutely true and that could take place is if this thing re-spikes in the fall and now and now um, the New England Patriots have had to sign a quarterback off the street because Jared Stidman, who stinks, can't play because he's sick yeah, or it, in the hospital. It's sti-
1: I believe it's what? whatever, Stidham.
0: Whatever the hell his name is. Uh, you know but all of a sudden you got all these players sick and now you can't play no I am not going to bet my life because I do think that we are one country that could um that could screw up this small parade and I'm not going to say that we're going to get through through this so the answer is no I think that there's a very good chance that we end up having some type of delay or something goes wrong
2: Dex I would love to see if a sport can finish I really can but if if we're anywhere, we ready were you ready to pause to begin with I don't think, I, if if they start a season and then there's an uptick, they're they're gonna shut it all down again, and especially in the fall when when things are supposed to pick right back up, and we don't know how bad it's gonna be, I gotta imagine that if the NBA or or even if the NFL start their seasons, that if there's more players outbreak and if there's there's positive tests, they're gonna have to shut things down again, and then then we'll have to we'll be right back to where we were in mid March. Uh, I would not bet
1: my life either that that these leagues that do wind up starting finish, and I would actually at this point. Maybe I'm being pessimistic, guy, but I would be shocked if we got to the end of the road with an NBA season in October. At this point, like to to everything Judd's been saying, we couldn't have just been patient for a couple of months. Florida's done a great job.
0: Florida's done a fantastic job, Phil.
1: There's all these conspiracy theories about, you know, Bill Gates wanting to implant a, a chip along with a vaccine, a vaccination inside everyone's body and all this stuff. But, like, I'm okay. willing to gamble. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. willing to be I'm willing to just sit in for like three months and wear a mask and do nothing and gamble on the fact that Bill Gates wants to control all, all of our lives so that we can maybe get sports back in the fall. If Bill right? Gates, like, I'll take that gamble.
0: If Bill Gates gave me free technology. For the trade off of a, a vaccine that, that implants a tracking system within my body, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I would take it. Like if I He's could get a of some your, sort, or uh, your, your path
1: goes from cub foods to work to your bed to bunnies and target
0: field. Bunnies work. is out for you now, man. Very... I'm not going in a bar. I, I went outside w- with some dear friends yeah. and had and had a uh, brunch yesterday and sat outside though. And the distance of our of our picnic table from the next one was huge. So, Wait, so was I this was this a restaurant or did you yeah, guys
1: yeah. like a park? The block.
0: No, the the block restaurant in St. Louis Park by the high school. So that, I went there.
2: So that counts, right? Like that's a restaurant then. Like you ordered like yeah. you ordered the food and they brought it to you, or you
0: brought your food there? Uh no. Got the food, ordered it from the block. Yeah.
2: And ordered alcohol? D- yeah. Well, that's Dex. Hit. What was your
1: what was your official prediction? Oh, yeah. No,
2: uh, that Judd would go to a, I think it was bar patio in 2020. We have to figure it find out because we'll I, I, I want it. the clarification. here.
0: We'll, we'll have to find it because it was not it was not a Judd ordinary excursion to go. Sure, it, it was to go. But you know what? If you, to your credit, worded this correctly, Declan Goff, but you definitely get the point.
2: That's the thing. Wording correctly and write that down for me has not gone very well. It's difficult. It's I difficult. struggled
0: and, early on myself, and i will acknowledge that. And a
2: certain Liverpool Everton game is exactly why it would happen again, just like with my NBA prediction a few weeks ago, because they what draw. Did you predict? I predict that Everton would beat Liverpool, and they actually just drawed. They was 0 oh, yeah, no, 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 no point. I don't know. No, it's a wash. Good so. match, by the way,
1: Declan, Declan. I think you worded this correctly. Wow. the, the, predi- the prediction it. is worded very simply. Judd will go to a bar in 2020 in a patio. counts. No, that counts. A patio. That's, yes,
0: counts. That, that counts for sure. Then, wow! Ding yourself. You, that you, counts, Declan. You did this work. was with six months to spare, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Well, yeah. and it was great because I was I was socially distanced from the rest of the world by a lot. But yeah, I I don't know how we're going to get through in this country in particular in sports. I, I don't uh, so know. So, is kind of you, a though. okay. Go ahead. Quick question, both both of you. What What do you guys think at the end of the day is the is going to be uh, a situation where sports comes back. Something goes wrong, but we say, you know what? Let's keep playing. Like, do you? I think if a player dies, it shuts down for sure. But do you guys <laughs> I think? Agree with,
1: I would agree with. But that. do you guys
0: <laughs> think if a coach? I've been I've been debating this internally. Do you guys think if a coach dies, like a coach gets this and dies? Do you think every league pulls the plug? Because I really don't think football does.
1: Um, every league pulls the plug if a coach dies. Yeah. Well, think about this: every league pulled the plug off the start in March when one guy caught COVID. Because we didn't really,
0: because we felt we didn't know though, and that's what I'm curious about. If now, because in this in this country we tend to come back and and become more emboldened at times, even when we probably shouldn't be. Um. So I think what Silver did in March is going to be very different from what like Goodell could do in October. But I do think if a player gets really sick or dies, it gets pulled.
1: Well, I think I need names of coaches to, to really properly. Well, make no. Let's decision, say the special right? teams
0: coordinator from the Arizona yeah, Cardinals playing. dies. Keep, no, yeah, but that's my keep, point. Keep, I think you keep you're keep right. It. I think you're
1: right. If it's Greg Popovich, you shut it down.
0: Oh, I think if an NBA person dies, it's, they're done. Yep. I that's think fine. if a football assistant coach dies, you're probably going to play on Sunday with, with a patch on. Um, if a head coach di- dies in the National Football League, my question is, do you shut it down then? And I'm debating that.
1: What if it's Matt Patricia?
0: (laughs) I thought of something terrible, but it's his. Don't answer uh, it. Yeah, it's a. Don't answer it. It's sad.
1: Uh, This is a good segue into quarantine discoveries uh, where we where we go over all the things that we partook in either on TV or in life that we otherwise wouldn't have if not for the craziest 90 days of. The last ten years or so. So, Judd Zolga, why don't you start us out? What What are some of your quarantine discoveries? I just got
0: one out? for you, boys. I have I have found my sport, and I dabbled in the sport probably about uh, six years back or so, quite a bit at the time. But this is now more than dabbling. I got both feet in bed with EPL. Wow, <laughs> the EPL. I, I am a Premier League soccer guy now, and you know what I say to baseball? Take your time. Don't care. I <laughs> don't care. Because here's what's great. The EPL. First of all, it's good soccer. So it's fun to watch. Second of all, I sit down, and if the game starts at 9, I I know that by about 1044 or so, it's going to be absolutely done. Um, uh, I I have texted our guy, Jonathan, constantly with (laughs) questions now. Because i got a ton of questions about this stuff. And it is... I have found my sport. I have found the pace of play is fantastic. Yeah. Again, to me, it's important and it's not that I am Mr. Soccer, but it's important to me that I can watch that and know that's really good. Like these guys are really good. That this is not like a triple A league. This is the big leagues as far as I could tell of uh of uh soccer. So my quarantine discovery is not so much a discovery as <laughs> as it it is a reminder. And, more, and most importantly, too, a replacement for baseball. You know, I'm tired of baseball's act. I'm tired of waiting on baseball. I, I now think that if they do come back and play a semblance of a 2020 campaign, it's going to be pretty much a joke. So I have discovered my replacement, at least for this summer, EPL games. Which also, last thing, are on every single day because they got to make up a lot of matches on the pitch, which helps me see that the table can move on a daily basis. Fixt- your fixtures? The, oh, the fixtures. The fixtures? The, the fixtures. Every day there's another fixture <laughs> and it moves the table around. And the other thing, there's no playoffs. So I know when this sucker's done, that table is going to be the champions.
1: See I, the the lack of playoffs. I know they have these little like these little tournaments. Those are different. And tournaments and Champions League and FA Cup and all this stuff, right? Yes, sir. But like, why not even have a fourteen playoff? Doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I agree. So I, but but that's that's a Mister Fix It episode for another day. <laughs> just as long as Judd, you don't turn into one of these guys. Like we've got all kinds of friends who, as adults, have just randomly picked EPL teams. I'm not picking and a team now. Pretended like they have an emotional attachment. I'm to not a picking a team you picked when you were thirty. I'm done with that.
0: Nope, nope. Okay. I am I, I am a neutral observer of the EPL, and I am a fan. As Declan said, I am a fan of each day a different fixture.
1: Yeah, uh, Declan. Okay. Uh, any quarantine discoveries for you this weekend?
0: A uh, couple, Phil. Uh, you'll appreciate
2: this, Judd. I, I think we'll absolutely love it. Uh, on Friday, I went down a WWE Network binge hole, which sounds great. Um, of a of Jeff Hardy, who's like one of my favorite all time wrestlers. Now, okay, wow. so Jeff, I'll set the table. Oh, you're Judd. Jeff Hardy is, like, this freak guy who is a high flyer. He likes to go off the top rope. He gets his ass kicked for, like, usually 95% of the matches, but he always, he'll find a way to wind, uh, wind up on top. Sure. So I went back to Armageddon 2008 when Jeff Hardy, who is also, like, finds himself in trouble outside the ring, like, actually.
1: He, like He does a lot of drugs and alcohol yeah. and 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 gets arrested, like, once every
2: two years. Constantly. In- yeah. Constantly. To this day. But he's yeah. always been a humongous favorite among the fans. Like, he's never been a heel. He's always, the fans have loved him. And he's always, like, it took him forever to finally get his WWE Championship match. Because he either screw-ups outside the ring, or he would just fall short. So he was like the classic underdog, right? Okay. In more ways than one. But on Armageddon 2008, he finally captures his first title. And it's a triple threat match between him, uh, Triple H, and Edge. And it's like, honestly, it was one of the most phenomenal matches I've ever seen. I don't know if you remember it, Phil, but it, uh, very well. it yes. was it, like Jeff gets speared through a table. Uh, Jeff Hardy does a swanton bomb on both of them. Triple H does like three different pedigrees. It was a captivating main event. And like we could do a whole rewind, Phil, just on that match alone. It was absolutely insane. So that was that was discovery number one. And then I have been uh, I'm almost done with the latest season of Queer Eye. I love Queer Eye. Oh,
0: such a good show. Queer well, Eye is a phenomenal John, program. Don watched it, you, you, I think, at one time. I've never watched so, it.
1: So it used to be Queer Eye for the straight guy. I remember those day, days, right? yes. I think she and watched that they, one. they brought it back, and it's just called Queer Eye. And they go in, and so what they do is they pick someone, a, a Judd like figure who's just, oh, yeah. like, hopeless and needs wardrobe help and just, like, you know, everything. And they go through your whole life, and, and they oh, just, yeah. like, ma- they okay. maximize every part of your life. They... They teach you cooking lessons. They give you a makeover. They get to like whatever emotional. thing a guy is, and a gal, be right? Bothering you? No,
2: there's there's five dudes, and each one of them oh. specializes in the unique. So there's, okay. There's cooking. There's life coach. There's uh yeah, uh, clothing. Oh, it sounds like a lot of work. Remodel. Yeah, it's great. Right. Yeah, it's they great
1: basically show. fix they fix your life in five days, and then you're just a new person. It's awesome. Yeah, new hair gel. What did everything. you find, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, so, hair
0: gel clearly. Nice shaving no, job. You got that no, head off. finally finally nice shaved and cleaned my head up.
1: For, for the first time in like 2 months. Um so I was a little bit like Declan, I went down the WWE rabbit hole, the WWE nice. Network rabbit hole and I finished up The Last Ride, the five part oh, yeah. Undertaker documentary that I'm going to I'm going to give a spoiler here if you have not seen The Last Ride. I won't actually know I won't spoil it. I haven't seen I'm part say, I haven't seen
2: part 5 Phil I, but I've seen I, I fought I finished okay. part 4 on Friday.
1: I'm trying to think of how I can. Uh, let's just say, part five is very, very significant. It's okay. very significant. Did you cry? Um, I welled up a little bit a couple times. Wow. I mean, The Undertaker's Waiting been a big this. part of my life. I know. You know that's I became what I a asked. wrestling fan. I was became you. a wrestling fan in like 1990, and Undertaker came into the WWF in 1991. And it, it kind of basically the last episode. This whole thing has been a three year documentary about the last run of his career, and he's been trying to figure out when he should retire and. And it it just kinda goes behind the scenes and takes a look at his work as a fifty-five year old trying to get ready for these matches and stuff. And it explains what happened during COVID when WrestleMania had to go to a to a training facility down in oh, Orlando. Nice. Okay. And they explain the whole like Undertaker um boneyard match cinematic presentation. <laughs> so anyways, it's great if you're a wrestling fan and and, and you used to watch The Undertaker in the nineties or the two thousands. It's a it's a great trip through his entire career and and I, and I'll say episode five uh, breaks some news. It breaks some news. We'll I, I, that. Okay,
2: so I, I did see some spo- some tweet spoils last night and this morning on it. So I, I think I'd know what you're hinting at, but yes, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to finish it.
1: Yes. So all right. So those are quarantine discoveries here. Uh, Mackie and Judd. And uh, and we appreciate you all listening to us. The best thing you can do, by the way, during this period where we haven't had sports in three months, and and we're just wear like, a we're,
0: mask. We're,
2: yeah,
1: well, that's we're the best, mask. Thing, you the best thing you can do. Yeah, get us back to stadiums for God's sakes. But uh, if you could, if you could tell a friend or five about Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily, and also give us a five star rating and a positive review wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple is the best spot to give us. Uh, the five stars and a positive review for Mackie and Judd and for Purple Daily. It helps spread the word about these shows. We have a couple things to get to here on the other side of a quick break, including old tweets exposed. And Declan, we've been pretty impressive the last few weeks with random season recall. Oh, yeah. Are we going to be as successful this week? Or are you going to try and stump us?
2: I, I think you'll be pretty successful with the season I picked. There's one that I'm very curious if you can nail, but, but I'm okay. but I'm excited. I'm excited.
1: All right, all right, so let's, let's quick thank Luther Brookdale Toyota here, uh, a place that my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. They have taken all kinds of safety precautions to make you, the customer, feel comfortable and, and also to make sure that their staff is, is good to go and they're comfortable as well. And one of those precautions is they will actually, if you want to test drive but you're not leaving your home or you don't feel comfortable going into the showroom, they'll, they'll actually drive a vehicle to your home and and they'll clean it up everything and you can test drive it in and around where you live as opposed to coming in you can also come in and and stop by 694 in brooklyn boulevard and and check out some of these pre-owned certified pre-owned camrys and rav4 zero percent financing zero percent interest i should say for 60 months also all hybrids now have zero percent financing as well you can save some gas and save some money again 694 and brooklyn boulevard and lutherbrookdaletoyota.com <music> Ah, yes. Monday means random season recall where Declan Goff looks to stump Judd Zolgad and myself, Phil Mackey, looks to stump us with random seasons from Minnesota sports past. And to this point, I think we've been pretty damn good. I think we've we've nailed some some season records. We've nailed some pretty specific totals. Last week
0: was very impressive, Phil Mackey.
1: Thank you. Yes, I am a mid '90s Wolves masochist, and you cannot sneak a fastball by me, baby. You are all right, Dex. What do you got for us this
2: week? We have the 1999 Minnesota Twins for random season yes. recall this week. You are oh, playing both, right yeah. into Mackey Yeah, yeah, house. yeah, I really am. I really am. That that is you gotta give an me an some 82, eighty-two North season. Stars, damn. Yeah, it. yeah we'll get hockey. We're gonna get hockey, and don't worry, we'll we'll sneak some hockey. in. I I wanted to go with '99 Twins though after fi- finding a few of these facts. So. Okay. Wow, dude. Okay. We'll start right out the gate. How many wins did the 1999 oh. Minnesota Twins finish with?
1: Deliberate. Not very many, Judd. That was still, oh. yeah.
0: So 2000, they actually popped up, right? And improved a little. No. Or no, 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 2001, they oh, one. popped up and yeah. Yeah.
1: So 2000, 2000, oh, man, they lost so many games during this era. Um, I want to say 2000 was just a total garbage fire, like 98 losses or something or 90 I don't they never lost 100 during this stretch. I'm trying to think 1999 was one of those years where they had AJ like AJ Przinski, I think was up by that point and Tory Hunter was on the team for for parts that the, season. That's Corey the year that Tory
0: was up and got sent down in like June after a Sunday game, right? Didn't Tory bounce like didn't Tory yeah. bounce that year or was that 2000? He he had a rough start for a while and then it clicked. But did they win yeah. high 60s then in 99? Oh boy! They didn't lose a hundred, um, so
1: yeah. It's kind of, I'm just trying to think of how bad that season was. My my gut is kind of saying that they lost 95 games in 1999. Okay, which would which would put them at what 60 67 in 95. That's what my gut says. My gut says 67 okay. and 95 in
0: 1999.
2: Mm, oh. No. You want another ah. guess or do you I'm doing to just tell you what it is. It's worse I, you I think it's tell- worse. can just tell. You it. It. I think it's worse. It's it was 63 and 97. So you, oh, you, you, the yeah. losses were Wait, correct. You said
1: 63 and 97 so they didn't they they had a couple games rained out I that guess they didn't so. make yeah, up yeah. or something. 60, 60 maybe? 63 and well, that's,
2: 97. That's a, interesting. So like, you should so, so, say 97 okay. losses, right? Um yes. yeah. But 65 wins. Wait. And technically my, my question was how many wins? That was my question. How many wins did the Twins finish with? So So
1: you so technically, the Judd. So, we, so it, this is a technicality. We they were a 97 lost team, which is where my mind was going, and they just didn't play 162 games. Apparently, if they only went 63 and 97, it means that they had two games rained out or something that the league just said whatever. You guys suck. Don't play. Them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And you're gonna be con- you're gonna be contracted. Like no one cares. Just yeah. yep. just, just finish it. Okay. All right. We're I'm gonna take that as a win. We're okay. Gonna, we,
2: Here. You know what? Here. There you go. Yeah! Just just for you. Just for you. All right. Who was the Twins' lone all-star in
0: 1999?
2: Oh, Coomer. Are we good? Yeah, it had to be Coomer,
0: right? Are you Coomer? 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 All-star game in Fenway Park. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Teddy Ball game came out.
1: Ted Williams, yeah. Gwynn
0: was there, and Ryan Coomer. One of the
1: all-time fraudulent celebrations when Mark McGuire, the the crowd (laughs) and the the legendary players part. It's Mark McGuire can shake the hand Ted Williams.
0: You want to talk fraudulent? I love Coom Dog Man, but the twins, having an all-star representative at – Fenway Park among a who's who of the greatest baseball players at that time yeah. was really really hard to watch. I Love.
1: believe I mean maybe this is another question on Declan's list but this, so this is the middle of the steroid era baby. Like they're coming off a season in which two guys two guys broke the all-time record and Ken Griffey Jr hit like 55 home runs or something. And so you're right in the middle of it. Barry Bonds is is starting to take steroids and he's about to hit 97,000 home runs. <laughs> And the Twins, in 1999, I'm pretty sure the Twins didn't even have a guy get to 20 bombs. I saw... I'm pretty sure.
0: I think it was 19 by Matt Lawton. I, I saw a tweet last week that said Mark McGuire had as many home runs by something like May 15th of 98 as as Lawton did for the entire season. Good Lord. <laughs>
1: Good God. And didn't and and Lawton, only had like, 15 home runs and, or something?
0: By the way, Lawton eventually, Got popped. if memory serves busted for steroids. So I would he now did. go back and ask, "Dude, if you were doing steroids, what happened?"
1: I think I think Matt Lannon was one of the first guys to get popped 50 games when the when they had the initial punishment of yeah. like 50 games, 100, whatever. How do you
0: not but how how are you trying to cheat and you can't even cheat that well?
1: The Twins, they couldn't develop pitching, they they couldn't hit for power, they couldn't even do steroids right in the 90s. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
2: Not wrong all right, All right que- what else you got? Question three, who led the team in batting average? And to be honest, the person that slashed this line probably should have been their all-star. But who led the 1999 Twins in batting average?
1: All right, John, I think A.J. Pruszynski hit 300 that year. Pretty sure he hit 300 that year.
0: Okay. Uh, so I'm you- going to go A.J. Okay. okay I'm going to go A.J. Pruszynski. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah, you want to guess? Okay. 99. I'm just trying to think if there was somebody else who was still here who was halfway decent for this team at that time. So
1: Molitor came in 96, 97, 98. He was 98. gone, right? He was gone. Okay. Um, yeah, this is past, like, the Winfield era. This is the the veterans on this team would have been more obscure Here's guys. my question,
0: because this guy actually statistically, he, he was a terrible fielder, but actually at the plate statistically, he was not a complete train wreck. Was Todd Walker still here?
2: Todd Walker was still there, yes.
1: Okay, that's a good guess. Yeah, he made because he slashed he decent. He, he
0: slashed decent lines. He couldn't pick up the baseball. That was the problem, as I recall. Todd Walker. Hey, all right. Not Todd okay. Walker. Here's another. Okay. Here's
1: another guess. Okay. All right. For, Judd, for Judd's for Jud's ears only, <laughs> Jock Jones came out of the gate super hot when he first got called up. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Did Jock Jones have a random 300 season in there? Like i I'm gonna say Jock Jones.
0: Go ahead. Okay, third
2: time. <laughs> All right. Who All was right. it? All right, who is it? It We're was different? Corey Kosky. Corey Koski oh, hit three ten. Yeah. He slashed three ten, okay. three eighty seven, yeah. four sixty eight. Um also Marty Cordova probably would have been a, a decent guess. He hit he hit two eighty five. <laughs> you know, he was probably oh, the heart and right. soul of the thing. <laughs> Another guy instincts. that didn't
0: really do steroids nearly as well as I would have hoped.
1: I don't know. He won a Rookie of the Year award, probably doing steroids. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he That's did.
0: But in the summer of '98, how do you not have one buffoon who's doing steroids fall into thirty home runs?
1: Okay, did I'm you guys see Marty? Did you guys see Marty Cordova on the Fox Sports North? He he joined Fox Sports North, and the Twins were in Cleveland like four or five years ago, no. just randomly. Like, he, I think he lives in Cleveland or something, and and he came into the booth to just like catch up with Dick and Bert and maybe promote whatever business he's running. And he looks exactly like you would think Marty Cordova looks like, which is a V-neck affliction shirt, one oh, yeah. size, too small, just medium. ripped out of his mind still. Yes. It's medium
2: T-shirt. I
0: believe he went on the DL one time after falling asleep in a tanning bed. He yeah, definitely missed time. That. He definitely missed time because he had fallen asleep and crisped himself in a tanning bed.
1: Hopefully he had those little goggles on though, because oh, that can God. do damage to your redness. Yeah. Next All right, question. What else we got? All
2: right.
0: So Latroy Hawkins
2: made 33 starts in 1999 for the Twins. Actually, the Twins mostly just had a three-man rotation. Looking back on it, and like I'm kind of puzzled by this. There was three guys that made 33 starts: Radke, Milton, and Latroy Hawkins.
1: Yeah. Well, they had three guys in their rotation, and then they literally just like <laughs>
2: tried to find other dudes.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It was a disaster.
2: God. Okay. So, but but the question. So Latroy Hawkins made 33 starts in 1999. He had a record of 10 and 14, but what was his ERA? And I'll tell you right now, <laughs> he was not good. He made 33 oh. starts. This is, yeah. I, I got to imagine this is one of the most quantifiable worst ERAs per 33 starts. I, I would love to figure out that detail, but what was his ERA?
1: Judd, it was, I don't know exactly, but it was over six. It was for sure over six, and it may have been in the sevens. The it may
0: have been 20 in the seven. Years. Um. All I right, think it was you saw how many starts? How, you how, many, 30, how many starts? He made
2: thirty-three starts. High sixes? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say. Okay,
1: I don't know why this number stands out.
2: Okay,
1: it was. I think it was either six thirty-five or six fifty-three.
2: Okay. Uh, it's se- seven he's ten. He's close. He's 7, close. He, no, Phil was close. On the second guess, six six six. Devil. Six six six. Six point six six ERA good god yeah. Detroit, very
0: Arcus. fitting of that twins team to to have the sign of the beast represented by somebody's statistics <laughs> very fitting of that era of metrodome baseball right there god. amazing
1: yeah is- and you could also say for the for the 2001 twins in which he was the closer that if they would have had literally anybody other than him as the closer that they would have won that division because he blew like eight saves and almost all of them were down the stretch and then of course the next year he becomes one of the best setup guys in baseball and goes on to
2: have yeah. Ten great years in his thirties and it pitches for a long time. So, all right, all right. This one, another one tailored towards Phil a little bit. Who had the Twins' best war wins above replacement in nineteen ninety nine? Pitchers included, but who had the best war among the
0: Twins? Radke, you think? So?
1: Oh boy, that's a <laughs> um. Oh boy, I would nearly. Position players tend to have a an advantage. Like dominant pitchers will have higher WAR sometimes, but With you know Kos- Kosky? Koski. If Koski was that good, and he was More, a pretty good third baseman,
0: or your guy Przinsky.
1: Actually, you know what, AJ Przinsky. <laughs> so one of the things about wins above replacement is you get that positional value if you play oh, center Oh, you look little
0: little a little, little boost by catching. Let's go,
2: let's go, AJ. Let's go, AJ. Hey. No, we're struggling. Yeah, you are starting. Right, who with is it? it? it well, uh, so I don't mind team. It was Radke. He had a six point six WAR. Actually, he was he was still pretty solid. Uh, there. Damn it, Mackey!
0: I told you, defer um, to the guy that knows WAR. Uh,
1: sorry, Brad Radke, one of the most underrated players in Twins history. Like people 100%. make fun of him
2: because he gave up home runs, but like that dude was a was a really man, good pitcher.
0: How many bad teams did he have to pitch for?
2: Actually, the and the three leaders of WAR were all pitchers. Radke six point six, Milton four point two, Joe Mays, who was basically a swing man for them, had a three point two WAR. The best. Positional player was Koski at 2.6. Did 6.
0: Joe Mays pop up then in 2000 and start to become?
2: I think so. 2000, 2001 was okay. Joe Mays. Was
1: his he had
0: that one really, really good year.
1: Really only good season. Yep. 01, he was a Cy Young candidate. And I don't know, do you have, do you have any Eric Milton no-hitter questions in your repertoire <laughs> here? <laughs> Actually, I could probably
2: pull one up as I give you this
1: one. <laughs> the but the uh, Angels line up it, that it, day. Well, we went through that a, a couple of weeks I ago right of it, so if I remember it right. It was hilarious. Uh, but, but it was September eleventh, nineteen 1999. And you that there? game started late morning. I was there. I was in the, the upper deck family section with my dad. We got like free tickets or something to go sit up there and eat hot dogs and watch what we thought was just going to be like a crappy baseball game. And it turns out to be one of the most memorable games I've ever attended. <laughs> so thank you, Eric. Uh,
2: final one here. What was the Twins' biggest winning, longest winning streak in 1999? <laughs> what was the Twins' longest winning streak in 99? Probably about
0: three games, you think, Phil? Uh,
2: three sounds about right. Let's go through <laughs> Close.
1: Four. Four. Okay. Four. Four was okay. their biggest
0: winning streak. <laughs> God, did you just bring up a forgettable season? Oh,
1: God. They were. Hey, can we. Do you, have base, do you have the lineup pulled? Do you have baseball reference pulled up there? I do correctly? have baseball reference, yeah. Let, let's try and. Let's, let's add this game to our repertoire for, for all of these random season recalls. Okay. Let's try and pinpoint the player at each position, like the ones that are listed at each position for having accumulated the most oh, stats. Sure. Let's okay. go okay. on the diamond. Okay. So. So,
2: so catcher A.J. Przinski, right? no oh my god really? it actually it actually was steinbach uh pierzinski only played nine games in 1999
0: oh steinbach wow. was well, steinbach still Steinbach was there 37 was still and, here.
2: and still okay. hitting very well 284 all right nice hitter okay first base david ortiz
0: was god you guys was dougie up by doug then? minkiewicz
2: yes <laughs> okay doug minkiewicz so 118 games ortiz was up too he um, okay. was a... Second, yes, he, D, he, he, only had, DH he only played a 10 games, actually. Or he's only played 10 games in 99.
1: Second base was either your guy, Todd Walker, or yeah. I have a backup guess. So let's go Todd Walker. Todd Walker. Correct?
0: <laughs> Shortstop would My have My
1: backup guess was going to be Jay Canizzaro, by the way. I think he was oh, 2,000. Lord help us. Play on second base.
0: Shortstop, was, was Mears gone by then? Or was Patty Mears still here? Pat Mears was... was he- I think In which was, of the
1: pirates, right? Well, because
0: they lost him on waivers. I think they, I think they non-tendered him or something. They thought he was so bad, which was weird. But
1: well, they went from they went from Mears to Guzman at some point. But that wasn't my 90, question. Is no, but
0: that's the Milton trade, Phil. Guzman's the Milton trade. So I think okay. Pat Mears was still here. Pat Mears,
2: Christian Guzman. Okay, hold on. Was, oh, I'm sorry, Phil. It, it, was was, Guz- it was Guzman. Yeah, it was Guzman.
1: No, they got they got him. They got him. Did they get him in the Milton trade? They got Milton. No, that was the Knobloch trade. Oh, the right? Knobloch trade.
0: They traded him oh, right. 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 for My bad. Guzman. My and bad. Milton.
1: Yep. Okay. We're Cos- struggling on this you one. You are, today. guys. Kosky? Third base. Yeah. Third, third, third base was. Third base is Koski. Yeah. Right. Okay. Left field. Outfield was. Well, Matt Lawton was probably right field, right? Can we start over there? Correct. Matt Lawton was in right. center. Okay. Yes. And uh, Torrey Hunter had to have been center field, right? right. Yes. Okay. Who was left? In left field, either Jacques Jones or some obscure. Oh, was it like, okay. Was it like Butch Husky or somebody? Were they?
0: Oh. Not Butch Husky. Was, um, never heard of this guy. Oh, well, you've never heard of him? I've never really? heard of this
2: guy. This is right around where I started watching baseball, but even like past twins teams, I actually don't know who this guy is. And he played 137 games. <laughs> no idea who this guy is. All right, hold on.
1: Hold on. East That's Easton an interesting Easton. one. It? So it's not So it's not somebody Wait, who, that would have been relevant. Who
0: were the left fielders who blew through here in the late 90s or early 2000s? There were a few of them post-Cordova, I believe.
1: Butch Husky. Oh, man.
0: Oh, my god. I've got a crazy one for you, Mackie.
1: This is just between you and me yes. here. Okay. Yes. okay. okay.
0: Th- this is not our final answer. Did Rondell White play here for a while?
1: He did, but it was later. It was okay. like 2006. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was much later. Rondell White, I think, was with the Expos mashing. Yeah. Campaign. He was, he was right good. Yeah. homers. But
0: like, I, I forget yeah. that that whole, like, left field turnstile for a while. Um,
1: I'm just... It had to have been a veteran of some kind, like an Otis Nixon, but not Otis Nixon right, he, type. Yeah. Someone like that. Um, the other guy, like, I don't know. Gosh. I feel... Give up. I feel off my game today. You tap I don't out. Know. You tap out? I tap out.
2: I don't know. Chad Allen. Oh! oh. You've never heard of Chad Allen? Chad Allen
0: was not an old guy.
2: I have not. Yeah, he wasn't. He was 24 that he season. He was a young guy. I have no idea who Chad so, Allen is. Okay, so Chad Allen, uh, he's
1: been mean. a he's been an assistant coach and maybe even a manager in the Twins minor league system the last few years. Oh, okay. Chad Allen was among that young wave of Twins players that came up and was was maybe even going to be part of like the Torrey Hunter group. He was most famous for trying to catch pitchers off guard and steal bases when he thought the pitchers weren't looking. This was his move all the time. Like he, this dude did this like once a week where he'd just be on first base and, yep. oh, the pitcher's not looking, and he would just take off, and it would work maybe like 10% of the time.
2: <laughs> that bold, was stra- bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy.
0: Bad day, but I am not going to apologize one bit for, for forgetting <laughs> as much as possible about the 1999 Minnesota Twins. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it.
1: It's pretty good. Can we start just real quick? Can yeah. we name, uh, to go to the, the starting pitchers? All Let's right. try and name. So, you already gave us the guys who made 30 plus starts, right? LaTroy Hawkins, Brad Radke, Eric Milton. Yeah. Right? I think we have to try and name guys who made other starts for the Twins in 1999. Scott Aldred? One sec.
0: Scott Aldred Scott started for this team at one time.
1: Scott, Scott Klingenbeck?
0: Yeah, Scott Klingenbeck came in the um, Scott Erickson trade, right? Buzzers on both of those. Really? Okay. Uh,
2: hold on. Um, Mike Trombley. Yes. Yeah, oh,
0: wow. Mike Trombley made starts? Uh, no, Mike-
2: I'm sorry. 75 oh. games, that was a reliever. Okay, yeah, that, I was going to say, bad. I don't remember Mike Trombley getting started. He was a, a closer. Oh. 24 saves. That was my fault. Eddie Gordato. Eddie Gordato. Eddie Gordato was technically a reliever. He did not make any starts. 63 what? games. Who the
0: hell started for this team outside of those three? Oh, my God. It's
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, Dan Nulty. Dan Nulty. Nope. Not Daniel Dan Dan, Ser- Dan Serafini, and great name. Uh, no, <laughs> no.
0: Who was the? But I think he. I think he pitched out of the bullpen. Was it Romero? Do you remember JC Romero? JC Romero. He,
1: he made some. yeast, came in as a starter. Who
0: I am told had a large stack of adult mags. Oh, at his locker. <laughs> That's cool. I was told that he, he had a very impressive oh, yeah. stack of, of adult mags at the time. I am.
2: Good for him. Uh, Romero made five appearances, all out of the bullpen. All right. that year. Terry Mulholland, no Terry Mulholland, no. A little before when did
0: when did Tukesbury make some starts for this team? It, that could, like it could have been five. Yeah,
2: it was a little earlier. Yeah, I love Bob Tewksbury, earlier. By the way, you're missing Matt Kinney. Yeah. Matt Kinney. That was that was like 2001.
0: No, not Matt Kinney. I once saw him make a start at Yankee Stadium, I believe, because he he had pitched for the Brewers, right? Didn't they get wasn't him in some type of trade with the Brewers?
1: Uh they did. Yes. Matt yes. Kinney? and He had, he had the rec specs. We got to get a couple of these guys for God's sake. So what about uh wasn't there a lefty the named like like Rich Robertson or something like Rich Robertson?
0: A former Pirate. <laughs> that might have been <laughs> Here's the
2: problem. So often,
0: Here's the problem. Great. They all run together. Like yeah. to me, <laughs> to me, ninety six ish through about two thousand, two thousand or so, it's all yeah. one big stew of just horse bleep baseball. One, one
2: guy <laughs> made eighteen appearances, fifteen starts. He was twenty four. He had a worse I'm ERA gonna, than the Troy Hawkins. I'm and, out. And his strikeout and walk rate were nearly identical.
0: There's going to be nothing good about actually recalling this guy's name. Right. guess
2: this is going to this is going to make me mad.
1: Um, this guy, so he's a young pitcher. Yeah, he's twenty four. Oh my God! I I just literally just rattled off like nine garbage twins pitchers from the nineties, and apparently none of them were on the ninety-nine. So I don't know. I don't know. Mike Lincoln? Oh, Mike Lincoln. I wouldn't have got.
0: Yes, I do, but I wouldn't have gotten that one. Uh, (laughs) I'm not mad at myself. I'm not kicking myself about this. It's been a disaster, and I'm actually proud that I don't remember this. And another swingman, Dan Perkins. Oh yeah, I remember Dan Perkins. He made uh,
2: twelve starts, and then Joe Mays made twenty. Joe Mays did make twenty starts that year. Okay, so Joe Mays is a swingman. All right. Oh, that's all right, well, that that, that's a good transition.
1: Well, let's get into some, some old, let's just keep the train rolling here. Yeah. Uh let's do Vikings uh, embarrassing week, okay? the past. Let's
0: go back to Vikings. I feel better. I feel more pure about the Vikings.
1: <laughs> uh, Declan, all the tweets exposed, what do you have for
2: us today? All right, as you see, I think, on your oh, little screen up, Pulling them up on the screen here. Well, that's a, this that's okay.
0: a bleep you. Let's track
2: this. Boom.
0: <laughs> Phil <laughs> Mackey said,
2: on July twenty second, 2011, Kevin Slowy is and will be a solid starter. For whoever he winds up playing for, but he's probably not wearing a Twins uniform anytime soon. <laughs> Kevin Slowey, I you know what. I don't know if this is totally exposed because Kevin Slowey ended up having a 4.5 ERA after leaving the Twins. So it's not terrible. It's not horrible, but it is Kevin Slowey, and he did have a 6.67 ERA at the time Phil tweeted that, and he was 0 and 8. He was he was horrible.
0: What's the year on this tweet again?
2: Cut it out. Cut out a little bit there, Phil. Oh, sorry. You're good. Now you're back. Uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it say? July twenty second, uh, uh, yeah, two, two thousand eleven. July twenty second, yeah. two thousand eleven. So I
1: think what I think the Twins wanted to send Kevin Slowey back to the minor leagues, and Slowey because he had an option left or something. This is two thousand eleven. He's struggling. He got options left. He'd been in the big leagues for like four years. He didn't want to go to the minor leagues, and so as the Twins were about to send him to the minor leagues, he said. I've been pitching with a strained oblique and the twin and the twins are like, well, I mean, like, I guess we could do an MRI or something (laughs) just to see. And, and as it was told to me, this is, this is almost 10 years ago now. So I think, you know, statute of limitations as it was told to me, the, the, the twins thought Kevin Slowey was essentially faking an injury, injury. like, like faking, like pretending that he had a, a strained oblique. And someone with the team told me – the, like, these people, I think, are long gone now. Someone with the team had told me it the MRI looked as if someone had taken their thumb and had, like, spent 30 or 60 minutes, like, making, like, a Mangling compression it? bruise right. along their oblique. Oh my God. Not like a strained – like, a typical strained oblique. It was, like, a little dime-sized <laughs> or, like, nickel-sized <laughs> imprint of a bruise or something. And it was – and I don't know. Like, Kevin – Maybe he wasn't 100, percent but it was definitely tension-filled between him and the twins. And slowly
0: took so. took the, the bat to Guardy's door in the Metrodome when? No, that was
2: I think that was Kyle. That, that Losh. was Loesch. Oh,
1: was that Loesch? That was Loesch. was yeah. crazy? slowly <laughs> is is a non is a nonviolent, <laughs> cerebral guy. <Gotcha>. Kevin Slowey <laughs> would never resort to violence.
2: All right, no all right, one, no all, one other? is safe from old tweets. Explodes, including a Judd Zolgad. Judd tweeted on April thirtieth, twenty thirteen, and actually Phil's reply is my favorite part of this tweet. If you see that, so Judd tweeted oh, it's a playoff game. Judd tweeted Harding, Brodziak, Zucker, all really impressed me tonight, and I think my guy Setaguchi was good as well. Phil's reply though at the bottom, yeah, Spurgeon, mostly solid too block seven shots, which is exactly what you need to do against a team that controls the puck like Chicago. Yeah.
1: Wow. Hockey takes central here. Yeah, Yeah, that
2: was some good hockey stuff. Ditch me on Judd's Hockey Show. You got Phil Mackey right there. Harding, well, Braziac, you know, that's would say not. Zucker? Oh, Sataguchi? So back to Braziac. Um
1: I would say that Judd's tweet isn't 100% ridiculous because Zucker did wind up being an impressive regular season okay. performer. And that night, years. that no. night,
0: we were all very, very hopeful about the future of this franchise. Remember that. <laughs> but no, yeah, I am exposed to my okay. guy Sataguchi.
2: Are
1: you self-reporting here at all, Deck?
2: That- yeah, this? this is really, really bad. Um, so Judd knows from Purple Daily conversations back in the day, I, like, one of my fantasizations of athletes is Kevin Cobb. Remember the quarterback, Kevin Cobb, Phil? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yes, I do. I thought Kevin Cobb was going to be the best damn thing ever. And I think I have a <laughs> lot of Kevin Cobb tweets, but this isn't really so much damning about my take on Kevin Cobb. It was what happened on draft night. And I said, Eli Manuel, or EJ, EJ Manuel is a stud. Too bad Kevin Cobb is there, LOL. But in all honesty, good pick by the Bills. <laughs> wow. So not, why, why, no likes, no retweets.
1: Wow. Why was young Declan, why was young Declan
2: dying on the hill oh, of God. Kevin Cobb and EJ uh, like, I, What I don't, I can't for the life of me explain the EJ manual thing. I really don't know. Uh, but I, I really thought I was a big Eagles fan. I was kind of like a pseudo Eagles fan in like the, in the Don McNabb area. So I, once he left and Kevin Cobb had been sitting there behind him and Andy Reid's a good coach. I just thought this guy was going to be the truth. I drafted my fantasy football league. I named my fantasy football name with an obscure uh, name I can't even say right now on the podcast that involved Kevin Cobb. It was a whole <laughs> thing. I I thought he was going to be the best thing ever, and then he had like 10 concussions and uh, is now out that's of the league. why. Yes, that's, that's why. That's why. And then lost his job to Michael Vick. And yeah, I, I, have a lo- I could do a whole old tweets episode on Kevin Cobb tweets that I probably have. Kevin
0: Cobb is a really weird guy to decide yeah, has the yeah. it factor. Yeah. Like, of all the quarterbacks <laughs> that I could be like, you know, you know, I thought he was going to be good. Right. Kevin Cobb never has entered my <laughs> mind. Never passed through this cranium once.
1: Like, God. which quarterbacks, like, of all the young quarterbacks that are coming into the league, first or second year guys, so Tua, Sam Darnold, like, guys who are young, or backups that just haven't gotten their chance? Is there anyone right now that you would, like, lay your career, like, a take that would ruin <laughs> your career if you're wrong on the line for?
0: Now? Maybe Tua? No, Maybe no, Tua? there's nobody now. Maybe previously in life, now, no way, no way, it's think, too volatile is
2: it is it safe to say teddy like i mean i no. I love Teddy,
0: no, Teddy's leg could snap again at any moment, right,
2: right, but like yeah, he could get hurt again,
0: right, but if his leg snaps, you're still wrong if okay. you have I laid you. your reputation on the line of teddy
2: okay maybe this is a new segment
1: they do this all the time in wrestling it's like the loot like career is on the line for this match maybe your career is on the line for the take that you're about to throw i feel it's put some i feel
0: as you age it gets more difficult because there's so few things or so few players that you actually say ah he's going to be great now at 2021 you do it constantly right now i don't know if i could do it yeah (laughs) Seriously, like what quarterback you, are you going to do it for, nuts, Phil?
1: That's, that's, Tua. I would do it for Tua. That's about it, though. That's about but it. But like, an, an inj- I, I disagree a little bit. Like, if an injury wipes your guy out, it doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means he's Right,
0: durable. but at this point in time, with how Teddy's gone, you can't take Teddy. Like, Teddy's leg could go tomorrow in, in the mall. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> like he could be walking around the mall and that thing could go, Kah! and that's it. <laughs> Kah! Kah! That's it. But that's I hope he would have been wearing a mask so he would have been protected.
1: It's true. Uh, All right. Well, if you have any other uh, old tweets you would like exposed from our past, you can always send them to our producer, Declan, at Dex's tweets on Twitter. And if you have any other random seasons you'd like us to recall, throw them at us as well. And we promise not to do any any look. We clearly, very clearly. No, we don't look on the 99 (laughs) 99 Of all of the
0: things that I might have, have tried to research last night, as far as preemptive strikes, I never would have thought the, about the 99 Twins.
1: Never. I actually, I actually think about the 1999 Twins more often than like people think <laughs> that I think about the 1999 <laughs> Twins. Why? I, I don't have an answer. For okay. That. All right. Clearly, enough. I didn't think about them in depth enough, or I fair would enough. have gotten more of these questions right. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us here. I'm Mackie and Judd, and we will see you tomorrow for Minnesota Sports Rewind, where you can find it every Tuesday on Mackie and Judd, the podcast.